total obedience. And you can see the favor and the promise the Lord has given to him. He enjoyed it. So for us to be able to sustain our, our, the favor that the Lord has given to us, we need to want to live in perpetual obedience unto God. Total obedience to God. Perpetual obedience to God. Not obedience in things that are convenient alone. Obedience in things that are not convenient. In totality of it. We know for real, for, for, for sure that even the things of God doesn't really even, even make sense to us. At several times, when we are at the crossroad and we don't know what to do, and the Lord is telling you, go this way. This doesn't look like the real way. But don't worry. If you go that particular path, for sure you're going to find favor there. If you go that particular path, you're going to find God in that particular way. So the Lord wants us to live in total obedience. Not after the Lord has blessed us, then we draw back. We've seen so many people like that. And, and they start complaining. Like Adam did. The woman in which you gave to me. After we've prayed and asked God, Lord bless me. The Lord has blessed us. Brother, why are you not in church on Sunday? It is because of that contract I just got. Why are you not at the prayer meeting? It is because what? I needed to do this. The Lord blessed us. And the Bible says, the blessings of God make it rich. And added what? No sorrow with it. The Lord will always make a way out for you to attend church service. Only if you live in obedience. Despite the fact that the Lord told Abraham to go and offer the son, did the Lord still fulfill his promise? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He fulfilled that same promise. He can do so in your life if we live in total obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, live in perpetual obedience unto the almighty God. Also, another way by which we can sustain our favor, divine favor, live in forgiveness. Live in forgiveness. Tell somebody, live in forgiveness. Live in forgiveness. Some of us, you know, it's true. We've been serving God. But you know one thing, when it comes to this particular matter, I don't want to talk about it. This person has offended me. In fact, I don't want to have, to have anything to do with him anymore. You know, I've forgiven him, but I don't want to talk to him. Live in continuous obedience. Live in continuous forgiveness. And the Lord said in Genesis chapter 47 verse 7, 45 verse 7, Genesis 45 verse 7 says, And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth, and to save your life by a great deliverance. Joseph, despite all that his brethren did to him. That's, that's Joseph there. Despite all that his brethren did to him. And all of them are coming to him now looking for help. They have looked at it. Oh, this is the right good time. And high for an eye. This is the time to show them what the true color. All of them, they sold me out. This is the time. They are coming for help. This is the time for me what to show them high for and high. If, the, if he had the power at that particular point to tell them go and imprison all these ones. He has the power at that particular time 
to say, you know one thing, let all this one be my slave. He has the power at that particular time to say, go and kill them. They sold me. They wanted my death. But the Lord has given me victory. Now for me to sing a victory song, I need what to show them what? With the same what? With the same, uh, with the same uh, coin in which they've given me. I need to pay back with that same coin. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He showed them favor. He showed them mercy. He ensured that they have food to eat. Abundance. He draw them closer. And that is the reason why you can see the man was going, you know, greater and better each day. When people look at him and say, Joseph, you've arrived. That is time what the Lord is going to lift him up the more. Because he knew the way to sustain is what? His favor. Live in perpetual forgiveness. Irrespective of how, when, and what kind of offense. Live in perpetual forgiveness. And that person is David. He has the mandate. He has the ability. He got the opportunity to revenge. He got the opportunity to pay back. And at some point, he went and caught the skirt of the king. And see, if I want to kill you, I would have killed you. But he didn't try to pay back with the same coin. As believers, we need to show, actually in the kind of world in which we find ourselves, that for real, forgiveness, you know, is of God. It's part of the attitude of God. God first what? Forgave us. He forgave us. We've lost the first mandate. The Lord forgave us and showed us mercy by sending his son to us. So, we want to experience favor. We want to sustain our favor. We need to live in forgiveness. We, need to, we, we don't need to be bitter. Several times, I can forgive everything. I can forget everything, but this will not just let go. We need to begin to look up unto God to forgive everything. Hallelujah. Let's take up one more point as we, as we close. Be joyful. Be joyful always. Irrespective of your circumstances. In fact, in school of disciple, joy is a weapon. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is what is a weapon. Every time of the day, the devil wants us to be sad. Every point of uh, every point of our of, of our life, the devil wants us to what to lean back and be crying. But you want to you, do you want to know how to make the devil mad? Despite that circumstances, be joyful. And you see the great thing that the Lord is going to do, because when the devil sees you rejoicing, or when he sees you joyful. He know is is confused. He don't know. He doesn't know what you what you've got that is making you to be joyful. To sustain that which the Lord has given you, you need to what to be joyful. And a very good example is what is Joseph. Despite the promise, he had a promise at a very early stage. He saw his father's chef buying down, his brother's chef buying down for him. From little, the Lord has shown him that he's going to be great. But despite all the awkward 
and crooked way he was going to, you will never hear him complain. The Bible never recorded anywhere that he complained. He would have go back to God and said, do you know one thing? This God is very wicked. This God is not a God that can keep to promise. This God cannot fulfill his promise. He just said it. He would have said all sorts of things. And that is the way some of us, you know, we behave. It is true, God has done this. But concerning this case, it's as if God doesn't have power to do it. We start murmuring and complaining. Instead of putting our hope and our trust in God. Instead of confessing positive things concerning that particular situation. That might look awkward today, but I'm very, very sure that my tomorrow is better. It might not look as if I'm going to get there now. I wonder what he was thinking about when he was in the prison yard. I wonder what must, must have come of him when he was in the pre- prison yard. If not that he was an happy person, if not that he was a, a happy person, they wouldn't have committed the prisoner into his hands. Because one thing is sure, and let us note this, anytime we are sad, we can't think well. The devil wants to make you dejected. It's because he doesn't want you to think. He doesn't want to, for you to think of solutions. It makes you sad. It makes you perplexed. You are downcasted. And then everything you can think about is the fact that what? All hope is lost. And because you know that you start thinking about the fact that all hope is lost. There is no hope anywhere. But when you start rejoicing, the Lord will start showing you one, two, three, four ways out of that particular situation. The Spirit starts ministering to you the way out of that particular problem. For you to sustain your favor, you need to be joyful. Tell somebody be joyful. Tell somebody be joyful. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. That's what Isaiah 12 verse 3 says. We need to be joyful to sustain favor. It's the Lord's promise unto us. It is not man that have said it. If it is man, man can change. If it is man, man can repent. But when it comes to God, if he has said it, he's going to fulfill it. He said, it's not a man that will lie. It's not a man that will repent. Man can come to you and say, I promise you this. But sorry, because of social excuses, I cannot fulfill it anymore. But when God decides to show you favor, it doesn't matter whether it is PDP or APC that is ruling. It doesn't matter. If the person has promised you, he failed. But if it is God that has used that man to speak to you, if that man is no more there, the next person come will surely fulfill it. That is what we call favor. And that will be your portion this is in the name of Jesus. That will be your portion this is in the name of Jesus. It is your season of favor. That's what Psalm 102 says. It is your own season of favor. It is your own season of favor. I say it is your own season of favor. Let's just rise up on our feet and begin to give praise to the Almighty God. And begin to talk to those situations. Begin to talk.